talking gear. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got more SHOT Show coverage that we're going to have for you here later this morning, but we're going to get into the big news of the day here. First thing in the 6 o'clock hour of the show for you here on this Monday morning of Montana Talks. Uh, let me just real quickly wanted to look back at our on-demand page uh, on our Montana Talks app, uh, basically the podcast. Uh, oh, by the way, hey, if you didn't know, you can now get our it's probably been that way for a while. I was uh, I was listening to a few different podcasts on Spotify during my uh, airplane ride uh, down to uh, to Las Vegas for the Shot Show last week because I finally had a chance to just sit down and do some listening instead of just the fast action moving that I got to do to get ready for the show here on a day to day basis. But uh, you know, I listened in on. Sheriff uh, Cascade County Sheriff Jesse Slaughter's podcast, his Pursuit podcast, which he just just does such an incredible job with that. Uh, listen to uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, you know, the renowned Canadian psychologist uh, who was here in Montana recently did a big event at the Metro in Billings. And he had a fascinating conversation about agriculture in Europe. Uh, with Eva of Lardingerbrook, I think is how you pronounce her name. You know, she's the Dutch conservative uh, rock star female who's just been leading the fight for freedom and for farmers all across Europe. And it was fascinating insight. Uh, I want to talk about that at some point this week. But, uh, but yeah, if you go to our Montana Talks app or montanatalks.com right now, all of our coverage from Friday morning. Uh, one of the highlights of last week was, of course, catching up with Olympus Arms CEO Michael Marino. What an incredible story. You know, he, he grows up on, on a ranch south of Butte, Montana. Not only did he serve in the military, he still serves, still serving in the Montana Army National Guard. When he's been when he launched this company that's now making a fifty million dollar investment in Helena, Montana, so we caught up with him. We caught up with the CEO of Anthem Snacks, uh, the Bozeman-based uh, Anthem Snacks. So much more on on Friday morning's program, uh, and then of course the big news that Donald Trump Jr. talked about with us on Montana Talks last week. This big uh, partnership between the Bozeman, Montana-based Credova and Public Square. Donald Trump Jr. helped uh, Public Square go literally public last summer. That's a huge deal. So uh, all of that. Uh, so anyway, uh, the the CEO and founder of of Cordova, Dusty Wonderlick, that was on Friday's show. We had Texas Congressman August Fluger, uh, the Gun Owners of America, so much more on, on Friday morning show. So if you missed any of our SHOT Show coverage last week, man, I tell you what, it's all there. But we got more to follow because after we wrapped up our live show on Friday morning, we had more folks uh, come down and, and join us. You know, I, I was starting to pack up my gear, pack up my equipment so I could go check out the the SHOT Show uh, trade show floor, say hi to some friends at, at the various gun and outdoor gear companies, and we had more people stop by and see us. Of course, Steve Rast, a Marine Corps veteran with LD Systems in Bozeman, he really uh, helped uh, uh, connect us with a lot of Montana businesses down there. So had a great conversation with him. Congressman Daryl Issa, uh, Congressman Daryl Issa, uh, he sat down and joined us on the show. He was making the rounds, so we had a fun conversation with him. He was talking about his old friend, Denny Reberg, and more. Uh, so anyway, we'll get to, we had more of our, our SHOT Show coverage uh, later this morning. But the big news, uh, especially out of, out of the country of Jordan, right after this. Here is your Montana news. A mass shooting in West Billings likely involved a BB gun. The victims are car owners. The targets were car windows. This large-scale vandalism occurred late Friday with numerous calls into early Saturday morning. 
Color 8 reports that over 50 vehicles had windows shot out on Terry Avenue going west to the 1500 block, then north on 15th Street West until Lewis Avenue. Anyone with information on the shooting spree should call Billings Police at 406-657-8200. That's 406-657-8200. That's the Montana News. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With partly to mostly sunny conditions for the area today. Highs range from about 52 in Bozeman to the low 60s in Billings. For tonight, clear skies, upper 20s in Bozeman, upper 30s in Billings. And then the outlook for Tuesday does call for sunshine with high temperatures ranging from the mid-50s in Bozeman to the mid-60s in the Billings area. Clear into Tuesday night. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Healthy life. Taking your calls live, 406-294-0970. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, SHOT Show Day 3 coverage from Montana's Bitterroot Valley to the UFC. Uh, That's the latest highlights on our Montana Talks website right now. Uh, I've got some photographs of the Alpha Loading Systems equipment that's actually going to be going into place in Glendive, Montana. Uh, the uh, Brixtel Defense that's uh, setting up this ammo manufacturing facility in Glendive, they're actually using Alpha Loading Systems equipment for loading their ammo. And I, I got to see this stuff uh, on, I think, Friday after the show, or did I run over Thursday? Maybe. Anyway. The photographs are all on our Montana Talks website. I put a photo gallery together of just some of the photographs that I snapped uh, over the three days of our coverage from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. But these uh, alpha loading systems, I mean, looks incredible. It looks like fancy lab equipment. I, I, I joked with uh, one of the ladies at the uh, alpha loading systems uh, booth there out of Stevensville, Montana. I joked that their, their equipment reminded me of like a GC mass spectrometer. Uh, that I've uh, had the uh, the chance to play around with uh, doing forensic evidence work in the past. If any of you ever watched NCIS, yeah, the GC mass spec that they talk about in, in that TV show. That's what these things reminded me of. They were like GC mass specs on steroids. But uh, all our SHOT Show coverage, uh, all of the audio right there in that uh, roll-up as well for you. Let's get into, the, of, of course, the, the biggest news, uh, tragic news over the weekend here. Right on John out of Bozeman already had a message sent to us this morning on our Montana Talks app. He says this, how many Americans have to die before Biden does anything positive in response in the Middle East and at our borders? Makes me so sick the Democrats are so dumbed down to think that Biden is doing a good job for America. I'm going to throw up now. Thanks, Biden. Uh, That's what Right on John had to say on our Montana Talks app. Of course, this is the story he's referring to. Defense officials expect the number of service members hurt could change as more of them seek follow-on care. Eight of those that were injured had to be medically evacuated from Jordan, but we're told they are in stable condition. President Biden saying the U.S. will take action. The attack struck a logistics support base at Tower 22 in northeast Jordan near the Syrian border. About 350 U.S. Army and Air Force are deployed there, and one of their roles include helping defeat ISIS. 
Since October 17th, Iran proxy forces have targeted U.S. troops more than 150 times in Iraq and Syria. Yeah, and if you had, had missed the news, three American troops were killed in that attack by these Iranian proxies. And, and we know that Iran has been has had access to billions of dollars that were freed up deliberately by Joe Biden and John Tester. So absolutely sick and disgusting. We see continued repeated attacks on American troops, on American vessels, both military vessels and commercial vessels. And we have seen a, a weak response from Joe Biden. And, and all the money that Iran has been using uh, in these attacks is the oil money that Joe Biden and John Tester don't want Americans to produce. But they freed up the billions of dollars for the Iranians to launch these terror attacks all over the world. Just a continued weak response to this. You know what I heard? Uh, Brian Kilmeade. I don't know if you guys heard this. Uh, I hadn't heard this story uh, before. Now, I know I was busy at, in Vegas for the shots over the past few days, but... Brian Kilmeade this morning, he was saying that, remember when that uh, Sunni Muslim extremist group, I think that was based out of Pakistan, remember when they launched a terrorist attack inside of Tehran, Iran? It was on the, uh, the it was the memorial for Qasem Soleimani, who was the Iranian terrorist mastermind that Donald Trump took out. And they had this memorial uh, I can't remember, was it a five-year memorial, whatever it was, for Qasem Soleimani, this terrorist, and they got hit by a terrorist attack by these Sunni extremists. Brian Kilmeade reported this morning that the Biden administration gave Iran a heads up that apparently there was this threat of a terror attack from this Sunni extremist group uh, on that very memorial. And, and you know what the Iranians did? They, uh, they gave a heads up to Qasem Soleimani's family, they gave a heads up to some other VIPs, but the 70 plus, plus people that got slaughtered by that Sunni Muslim terrorist attack inside of Iran, they allowed them to still get slaughtered. They didn't give them a heads up. They didn't apparently put enough security measures in place. They didn't. You know, but anyway, that's what Iran allowed to happen to their own people. But the Biden administration gave them a heads up that they had this intelligence. Think about it. Think about how the Biden administration continues to help Iran, continues to help Tehran. And what do they do? They continue attacking our vessels. They continue attacking our military troops. And now three troops are dead. And how many more have been injured in the past few months? We know that just in these attacks in Jordan over the weekend, uh, they, they reported that uh, uh, 20 plus uh, troops were also injured. Some had to actually be evacuated out of Jordan. And, and yet nothing but a continued weak, uh, timid response from the from the Biden White House. Uh, it's, a, it's an absolute shame. It is an absolute embarrassment. And they are putting more and more of our troops at risk by continuing to demonstrate this weakness. I've been I've been seeing some reports on Twitter from from folks uh, who who have who have sources over there in the Middle East. And they just said the troops feel like sitting ducks over there. They're not allowed to respond. Their hands are tied behind their back and they're literally sitting there like sitting ducks. With, with the way their hands are being tied by this current administration is absolutely shameful. But but here's the thing. Liberal Senator John Tester is responsible for all of this. He has supported all of this. He has supported Joe Biden every step of the way. He can vote this way. He can vote that way. He can put out some phony statement here. He can put out some phony statement there. He has had the power to stop Joe Biden. And instead, he has supported him every single step of the way. So John Tester... You bear the shame. You bear the responsibility here as well. Man the hell up. 
Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nemitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, during the American Sheep Industry Association's annual convention in Denver, Colorado, Dr. Tyler Cousins with the Livestock Marketing Information Center provided a land market update and outlook. And he said that the upcoming January Sheep Inventory Report is a very important tool for recapping not just last year, but for forecasting for 2024. Specific things to be looking at from that report, you know, obviously all uh, sheep and lamb inventory levels, uh, what, where we stand as far as, as, as uh, inventory levels at the beginning of the year. Um, other things looking at is the breeding, you kind of the, the uh, breeding flock side of things. And uh, that kind of gives us an idea of what we should be expecting as far as supplies moving forward through 2024 and, and arguably into 2025. Another thing that I'll be looking at specifically is uh, uh, just the lambing percentage. Gives us an idea if, if we're seeing any increases or decreases in just potential supplies uh, moving forward from here. So kind of some key reports looking that, that uh, key figures looking for uh, from that report. And he said it was also really positive to see the lamb market bounce back like it did in late 2023 and shared some of the reasons why. As we kind of finished 2023, we saw specifically kind of these lighter weight lamb prices, kind of the 60 to 90 pound lamb prices kind of start to move higher into the $2 range. And as we've started 2024, we, there's been a few of these markets where prices have been over three bucks, very positive sign prices that we don't see very often, arguably in the lamb industry, um, you know, and, and, and a lot of that strength and prices also continued into the fed lamb price. And he looks for that strong demand to support lamb prices here in 2024 helping to increase profitability at all levels of the U.S. sheep industry from gate to plate. Stay with us. We'll have more ag news right after this. Wheat growers of the north, it's time to push performance to answer the call of Westbred wheat. With regionally proven varieties like WB9590 and WB9719 offering high yield potential balanced with protein content. Trust Westbred wheat to help you get the most out of every acre. Now's the time. Boldly grow. Seize the season with Westbred wheat. Performance may vary. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. It's time to get registered for the Montana Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers Leadership Conference, February 9th through the 11th at the Northern Hotel in Billings. This exciting event offers great speakers on precision agriculture, mental health, cow nutrition, investing, advocacy, and a whole lot more. And the tour includes a low-stress cattle handling clinic, plus a visit to Swanky Roots and Safflower Technology. Enjoy dancing to Stolen Roan at the pub station. For all the details, hotel information, or to get registered, visit mfdf.org. Well, Senators Mike Rounds of South Dakota and John Tester of Montana have introduced legislation that would ban fake meat products from being served in school lunches. The School Lunch Integrity Act of 2024 would prohibit the use of cell-cultivated meat under the National School Lunch Program and the School Breakfast Program. Now, since the development of the first cell-cultivated protein product in 2013, companies across the world have begun to develop fake meat products in volume. And finally today, it looks like some new legislation has also been introduced intended to boost the agricultural industry's resilience against cyber attacks. Washington insiders say if passed, the bill would help shield America's supply chain from technological attacks 
and the potential impacts on the safety and availability of food products. For the Western Ag Network, I'm Russell Nimitz. This is where Montana talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. I I do want to talk about our southern border and this train wreck of a so-called border bill being pushed in the U.S. Senate right now. Of course, uh, President Trump came out uh, strongly against this uh, so-called compromise that's being pushed out there. Got to get to that story. Uh, But first, more on this latest attack here. Uh, Three American troops killed. And I think the last number I saw, it's now 30 plus American troops that were injured, according to, uh, uh, you know, following this Iranian proxy attack uh, in the country of Jordan. Christina Wong, who's a national security correspondent, uh, yesterday was sharing the updates uh, via Twitter, via X.com. And so at, at least 12 hours ago, CENTCOM had already updated the number of troops injured in Jordan to at least 34 uh, eight were evacuated from Jordan. And those numbers might be slightly dated, I imagine, uh, during the Fox News updates uh, here this morning. We'll, we'll get new numbers. Uh, Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke, uh, of course, a Navy SEAL veteran, uh, Trump Interior Secretary, he said this. He says this attack is the latest of dozens of attacks on U.S. troops, bases, Navy vessels, and cargo ships. Iran didn't try this garbage under Trump. They knew better. Biden's weakness and blank check to Iran is allowing these attacks and now the loss of American lives. Don Kay, the chairman of the Montana Republican Party, says another Joe Biden weak foreign policy that costs American lives. But Senator Tester says that President Biden is doing a good job. We can't reelect either of these politicians that cannot keep America Safe. Uh, that was what Don Kay, the chairman of the Montana Republican Party, had to say over the weekend as well. Jonathan Gilliam is a uh, is a former Navy SEAL himself. He was on uh, Fox and Friends, I believe this was over the weekend, talking about the the one common denominator in all of these attacks in the Middle East, whether they be Shiite, whether they be Sunni, you name it. it does deserve to be more than just a a three-day story but you just said it yourself there's been over 160 attacks and that's just in that area that's not including uh the issues that we've had with the houthis in uh the red sea but what is the common denominator here is that the either uh, biden and his administration either does nothing or they do uh, what they the rhetoric that they use is a proportionate and singular response and and so they will pick areas that they can uh, carry out airstrikes on um, but those airstrikes by and large do nothing to stop the head of the snake which is iran and it doesn't matter if it's hamas hezbollah uh, the, whoever is responsible for this particular attack or the houthis in the red sea iran backs these individuals regardless of shia or sunni mm-hmm. uh ties and they back them with money weapons and training uh because this is how they fight through proxy wars yeah. and three families are going to get the worst news of their lives uh, and meanwhile, Joe Biden, you might recall, just recently was downplaying the Iran threat, saying that Tehran, quote, knows not to do anything. Fox News, I'm C.J. Papa. House Republicans are ready to throw the book at DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas upset 
that he said there's no chaos at the U.S. southern border. These lawmakers feel like they have been lied to by him. So in the articles of impeachment, you've got Article 1, willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law. And then Article 2 is a breach of public trust. Fox's Peter Ducey at the White House, a drone attack by Iranian-backed militant group, uh, killing three U.S. service members in Jordan, leaving at least 30 others injured. A president said we shall respond. South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace. If Biden wow. is going to go after Iran and do strikes or cause a war, he better come to Congress and, and make his case and get our approval. The Republican earlier mourns were on Fox Business to the first deadly attacks on U.S. soldiers in the Middle East since the start of the Israel-Gaza war. America's listening to Fox News. All right, you heard the, the big news there that the House of Representatives is moving forward with the impeachment of Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Of course, uh, we delivered that news for you last week while we were down at the SHOT Show in Las Vegas because one of the incredible guests that we had join us on the show uh, for our three days of coverage uh, is the chairman of the Homeland Security Committee. And we got a chance to catch up with him last week, and he was talking about just that, about how they are moving forward uh, with the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. And, and the point I made was, uh, look, how, how could you not go after this guy for, for violating his oath and for this treasonous invasion on our southern border? I mean, if we were all on a ship going sailing across the ocean and somebody started shooting, uh, shooting uh, holes in the floor of the ship to try to sink the entire ship, what do you... Would you just kind of sit back and say, oh, well, I disagree with him, but uh, I guess he's within his power to shoot holes in the ship as we all uh, sink to the depths of, of, of the sea. Anyway, President Trump coming out against also uh, this sham of a so-called border bill developing in the United States Senate right now. The so-called border security deal Biden is gushing out and pushing out is not designed to stop illegal immigration. It's designed to continue the invasion of America while sending billions of dollars to Ukraine and other countries. All right, Ted Cruz, Texas Senator Ted Cruz was on with Mark Levin last night on Life, Liberty, and Levin. Uh, and uh, anyway, let's roll to that here quickly before we get to our next break. It is a catastrophe on every level. It is a humanitarian disaster. It is a public health disaster. It is a public safety disaster. It's a national security disaster. And you're also right that this is deliberate. This is not caused by the fact that Joe Biden is incompetent, that Alejandro Mayorkas is negligent. This is the deliberate outcome they want. When Joe Biden became president, he inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. And he deliberately broke the system. He opened the border and the numbers immediately shot up. 9.6 million illegal immigrants have crossed into this country illegally. And, and you use the word slavery. You're exactly right. That's what it is. You may recall the last time Alejandro Mayorkas testified in front of the Judiciary Committee where, where I put up a, a poster board with a picture of colored wristbands. And I asked him a question. I said, Mr. Secretary, what are these colored wristbands? And you and I are both lawyers. As lawyers, we, we never ask a question we don't know the answer to. I'll tell you, Mayorkas's answer blew me away. He said, I have no idea what those wristbands are. I've never seen them before. And, and, and with complete shock, I said to him, I said, Mr. Secretary, you have just told the American people you are utterly incompetent at your job and you don't give a damn enough to even pretend. Why? Because just about every illegal alien that crosses this country is wearing one of these colored wristbands. They're color coded for how many thousands of dollars they owe the cartels. If you stand on the ba banks of the Rio Grande River, you see hundreds of those wristbands laying in the grass. And what happens 
They turn themselves into the Border Patrol, and Joe Biden sends them to every city in America. All right, we're going to hold it right there. Light brows in Harden also just sent us a message on the Montana Talks app that I'll share with you right after this, right after this quick break. Your calls live, 406-294-0970. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, got a couple more messages that came in on our Montana Talks app here. Earlier this morning, I, I shared this message from Right On John in Bozeman, and Right On John was talking about, you know, basically just uh, how despicable the Biden administration is, and, and, and he talked about, uh, these three uh, U.S. troops that were killed by uh, these Iranian proxies over in Jordan and 30 plus other troops injured, several of whom had to be evacuated. Uh, let's see. I'll tell you what Tim and Savage had to say. But first, Lightbrows in Harden uh, says this. Everything happening is being done on purpose by the Dems, by the Democrats and Obama to, quote, fundamentally change America. I, I think that's blatantly obvious at this point, isn't it, uh, Lightbrows? I think you are spot on. That's part of what we talked about with several of our guests last week at the SHOT Show, that uh, we, are, we are beyond past the point of understanding that everything they are doing is deliberate. When they are suing the state of Texas to remove the razor wire protecting, uh, tr- protecting our southern border, protecting the Texas border, when the Biden administration is suing to remove that, they are making it blatantly clear that uh, that this is deliberate, that what they are doing to this country is deliberate. Uh, Tim and Savage says this right on. John is 100 percent correct. The left is giggling at themselves, thinking they got Trump for making up a word that they didn't know. He's referring to Saturday Night Live. By the way, we've got we've got that clip for you that we'll play here in a second. But. Uh, but while they while they pretend, while they giggle at themselves, thinking they got Trump for making up a word that they didn't know. Meanwhile, they try to defend Brandon for wearing a helmet backwards. The inmates are running the asylum. We must prevail in 2024. That was from Tim in Savage. I do want to play that Saturday Night Live clip for you here. Uh, Joe Concha uh, talking about that earlier this morning. Yeah, basically, the, the word is debank. Debanking. Now, you guys are very familiar with with what the concept of debanking is, unless you you know have missed that much of our programs, unless you missed all of last week at the Shot Show and our coverage. That was probably one of the biggest things we talked about uh, almost all week long was debanking. How how the left one wants to debank any gun businesses, anybody who's in the gun or ammo business. They want to take away your ability to do business with the banks. Debanking. Right. Uh, And so so Donald Trump was talking about this and SNL had had what they thought was a gotcha moment where they where they were making fun of Donald Trump for for coming up with a word that doesn't exist called debank. And and anyway, it just ended up being a total mockery of themselves once again. So I want to play that for you. First, let's sneak in a quick phone call. We've got Nancy and Roundup on the phone lines. Nancy, thanks for the call. Yeah, I enjoyed your uh, shot show. I was listening to it off and on, and uh, 
I see that Tim Sheehy got the endorsement of, of Congresswoman uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Did you get a chance to meet her down there? Uh, I didn't. She was not. I don't think she was at the South Show. She could have been. I guess Vivek Ramaswamy was there, and I missed him. Uh, he didn't. He didn't come by Radio Row, and uh, but I, uh, but I, I guess he was down there. But uh, no, I didn't see MTG. But yeah, uh, there's a uh, Washington Times story that came out over the weekend. MTG rips fellow GOP representative Matt Rosendale as untrustworthy. So she took a shot at Congressman Rosendale as uh, as she uh, endorsed uh, Tim Sheehy in that Republican U.S. Senate race. That that's the other big news, of course, Nancy. Over the weekend is that is that Matt Rosendale still did not announce a run for the U.S. Senate. A lot of people thought, hey, he's bringing Matt Gates out here. He's going to announce a run for the U.S. Senate. But he, he didn't. He, he still did not announce a run for the U.S. Senate. So it, it has a lot of people saying, well, what are you waiting on? Or is he just waiting to see if he can raise any money? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's heartbreaking to hear that we lost three more servicemen. Uh, that makes five now because, remember, we lost two uh, Navy SEALs. And uh, I am so fearful that Biden's getting us into another endless war along with uh, the military-industrial complex. And my God Almighty, we just don't need that. And this is one reason that I'm against uh, Nikki Haley uh, for president, because she is deep state. She will, she will do their bidding, and that uh, includes the military-industrial complex. But getting to that southern border bill, it's dead on arrival because there's absolutely no border wall mentioned in it. And uh, I've been uh, trying to contact Senator, uh, Oklahoma Senator James Lankford. He's uh, a big part of this bill. But uh, he wants um, immediate deportations and more um, detention centers built, et cetera, et cetera. But there's no border wall. We have to have an additional 900 miles of border wall. That is a stop sign. Sure. People can get in one way or the other. I mean, even the White House, they got a fence around it, and people get in once in a while, but that can be repaired and they can be caught. It's a deterrent. We have to have a border wall. And uh, there's nothing that says a border wall in any of this. So I, I don't think it's going to pass. It's not what Americans want. We're not going to support this. I'm pretty sure that House Speaker Mike Johnson knows that uh, he can't let this pass because they'll have the whole United States down on him. And I don't know uh, if the rest of you saw this clip or not, but uh, last week it showed, uh, I think it was Fox News, it showed this guy, he was all by himself, and he looked like he maybe was from the Middle East. He crossed into our country from Mexico, and uh, the uh, reporter asked him who he was and what he was doing here, and he says, you'll know who I am soon enough, and then continued walking into our country I mean, this is what we're getting. I mean, yeah. that just scared the hell out of me right there. Well, and I think Jesse Waters ended up uh, finding out who that guy was. And I think the guy had recently, John Jackson, I got to I got to follow up on this, see if anybody wrote about it. But I, I think John Jackson shared it with us last week that that guy basically they they found if it's not him, he looks exactly like a terrorist who had just been released out of prison after 12 years in prison for for other terrorist activities and yeah guys just like that are streaming across our our border every day and and Nancy you're exactly right the Langford bill would would is a joke it would in this in this so-called compromise it would still allow for well if if this many thousands of of illegals cross the border on one day well then we'll we'll put a stop to it we're we're going to put a 
So they'll allow like 5,000 people to crawl. I mean, it's an absolute joke. Uh, Stephen Miller, who, of course, uh, was the you know architect, uh, along with President Trump, of Trump's border policies, says, said this. Newsflash, the number of illegals who should be allowed into this country is zero. Zero. That was such a great point. And, and then uh, Stephen Miller also said this. A one-sentence executive order that swiftly ends Biden's border invasion is this. Reinstate all Trump policies, effective immediately. Donald Trump Jr. said this about uh, Oklahoma Senator Lankford's bill. Apparently, Lankford doesn't even have the support of his of his own Republican Party uh, back home now uh, after this either. They have c- condemned this. But Donald Trump Jr. says this is total BS from this rhino. Lankford is cutting a deal with Democrats to fund Zelensky with billions while giving a mass amnesty to illegals. That's why we oppose his, uh, let's just say, Adam Schiffy uh, deal. Anyone who supports it deserves a primary. Why is it so hard to just secure the damn border? That was uh, Donald Trump Jr. Of course, we caught up with him last week. Nancy, thanks for the phone call. Tim and Savage was talking about Saturday Night Live giggling at themselves, thinking they they had a gotcha moment for Donald J. Trump. In reality, they make themselves uh, look like fools once again. Trump did have a slight stumble this week while talking about banks, and he introduced an interesting new term called D-Bank. We're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you. They want to debank you, and we're going to debank. I don't know what the hell debank means, but he might have to take de-ambulance to see the doctor. Well, debank. It's actually a word. It's a verb with the definition to deprive someone of banking facilities. Now we know. The Fox News contributor, columnist for The Messenger, and joins us now. He could have looked it up. Somebody on the writing staff could have looked it up before they made the joke, maybe, Joe? Carly, we're talking 17 writers, at least, for (laughs) SNL. And not one could look that up, to your point. Great point. And, And this is SNL in 2024, guys. If MSNBC and The View could somehow procreate this show in its current form would be the result the banking as you just pointed out is a very real term and it is happening but because the writers and the cast of this show live in such an elitist bubble they make utter fools of themselves and not knowing what it means this is the same late night comedy scare quotes a show uh, that mocked republican congresswoman elise stefanik not too long ago for taking on harvard president claudine gay after she defended calls for genocide of jews by pro-hamas activists on campus and they thought they owned at least Stefanik. They made fools themselves there, too. Either way, this isn't your daddy's SNL anymore. Uh, Carly and Todd, because ask yourself this, and I think, Todd, maybe you brought this up uh, when we did a segment on this recently. When was the last time this show produced megastars like Chevy Chase, John Belushi, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Billy Crystal, Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, Dana Carvey, Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler? When was the last time somebody came out of this show and was a big star? It's been some time, hasn't it? Well, Good points there by Joe Concha on Fox and Friends. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Abbott is duty-bound. He gave an oath of office. Unlike Joe, he actually cares about his oath of office to enforce his own state laws by armed force, if necessary, to halt people from entering his state illegally and arrest those that violate Texas law. His citizens are in imminent danger every single day. And that's where we now find ourselves. And now the big question is, well, Joe painted himself in a corner with his big, you know, line in the sand. They have a deadline until now to let 
Let federalized troops go in and cut down that razor wire. Why do they want to cut the razor wire anyway? Because all it's doing is enabling people to violate the laws of this country and the sovereignty of this country, the borders of this country. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. The world is becoming more and more unstable by the day, and many Americans are not waiting around to find out how bad it could get. They're making the decision to diversify their wealth with precious metals like gold and silver, and they're turning to the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. GoldCo is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with over 5,000 five-star reviews, and they've helped thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice, and right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver. But it's first come, first served, and only while supplies last. So don't wait. Call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you could get started today. Tell them Sean Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Don't let this chaotic world get in the way of your goals. Follow Sean Hannity's lead and call Gold Co. today at 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. 855-815-GOLD. Gold. This is the Montana Economic Minute. When the railroad came to town in the old days, the Pony Express went out of business. Buggy whip manufacturers were left high and dry when Henry Ford started cranking out cars the public could afford. But the coal plants and gasoline-powered cars are slated for extinction, and what is called the green energy transition are scheduled to disappear for a different reason. Simply put, the green energy transition is not driven by economics, but by policy. Fossil fuel transportation and electricity production is still reasonably cheap, and there's extensive infrastructure to support its use. In terms of services, an electric car or a wind turbine doesn't provide anything different than the carbon-emitting cars and generators are slated to replace. A policy-driven transition needs to be driven by law in the way that a transition driven by technology and economics does not. It's impractical and expensive to take a horse to work, but it's probably not illegal. We're not just going green, we're requiring it. That makes it harder. I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by... Coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, we do have big news in the U.S. Senate race here in Montana uh, that came out, new polling that came out from the New York Times, plus proof that the Democrats are the ones funding the attack ads against Tim Sheehy. They are deathly afraid of the Navy SEAL veteran uh, to face liberal Senator John Tester in November. Got that story on our Montana Talks website. We'll talk about that. Plus, Montana troops headed to the southern border. We'll get to that coming up uh, in the 7 o'clock hour of the show. Uh, since we were busy on Friday with the SHOT Show, I wanted to uh, take advantage this morning and air the recent legislative update from Jeff Lasloffy with the Montana Family Foundation. Last week, Wednesday, January 17th at 12.01 a.m., Montanans lined up virtually to claim their share in the 21st century equivalent of a land brush. No, it wasn't to get tickets to a concert or even to reserve their favorite campsite for next summer. 
Montanans from across the state got up in the middle of the night and sat with fingers poised over the enter key on their computers to claim their share of this year's $5 million education tax credit. It all began in 2015 when the legislature passed Montana's first tax credit scholarship bill, a bill that created a 100% tax credit for donations made to scholarship granting organizations that in turn gave scholarships to students to attend the private school of their choice, including private religious schools. After five years of court battles culminating in a win at the U.S. Supreme Court, the program really took off in 2021 and has never looked back. That year, the cap was increased to $1 million, then $2 million the following year, and individuals and corporations could receive a 100% tax credit for donations up to $200,000. The program was an instant success, and the cap automatically increased because of an escalator in the law that says that the cap will increase by 20% if 80% of the previous year's allowable credits are claimed. This year, the legislature raised the cap even higher to $5 million, and that number will increase to $6 million next year because 80% of the individual credits were snatched up almost instantly. So what's the bottom line? This program is a win for taxpayers and a win for students. Taxpayers receive a 100% tax credit on their entire state tax liability up to $200,000. They also control where 100% of their taxes paid to the state of Montana eventually wind up. Students who receive these scholarships can then use them to attend the private school of their choice, including private religious schools. We call this school choice, and it allows students to find their perfect educational fit. Many students across the state struggle in their local public school and without options eventually wind up dropping out. Choices in education change children's lives because they can pick a school that fits their particular needs or learning style. If you'd like to help change a child's life and receive a 100% tax credit in the process, it's not too late. Although 90% of the credits for 2024 have already been claimed, there are still $485,000 in credits available for this year. Simply go to the Education Donations page on the Montana Department of Revenue website, then choose from the list of approved scholarship granting organizations, make a donation, then claim your credit. It's that easy. You can also ask your accountant or financial planner for help. And speaking of school choice, this is National School Choice Week, and the Montana Family Foundation will host Montana School Choice Rally today, Friday, January 26th at noon in Billings on the Yellowstone County Courthouse lawn. Come join us as we celebrate public schools, private schools, charter schools, home schools, magnet schools, and online academies. This is the face of school choice, and as we said, the goal is to help every child succeed by finding their perfect educational fit. For the Montana Family Foundation, this is Jeff Lasloffy reminding you that this government is your government and your input does make a difference. All right. And by the way, it does uh, look like they had a good turnout for that school choice rally on Friday. Yeah, sorry. We missed it uh, uh, while we were down at the SHOT Show uh, in Las Vegas. Full coverage from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. Go to MontanaTalks.com, including the latest write-up that I just compiled for you uh, as well. A bunch just over the weekend. Put some uh, fresh content.